welcome to another episode of So You Think That Was Good, Do You? My name is Evan, and upon rolling a five and an eight, I've released two of my favourite boys and men's bodies, Sam and Carl. How are you doing, man, boys? <laughs> doing good, mate, you? Oh, good, mate. You you talked that intro down. You said it wasn't that good. I'd love that. Uh, yeah, you got That's to talk it down after some of the shockers I've had. <laughs> oh, I love that. Good. What's going on? There's, there's been a lot of... I mean, it's been a bit of a week, hasn't it? I feel like yes. it's been a quiet year so far. And then this week, we've had three separate storms come and fuck us up in the UK. And then World War Three. So, a bit of a shocker, to be honest. But on the bright side, Elden Ring's out tomorrow. So, uh, oh, there we go. Yes. I don't usually like to date this podcast too much, but uh, I am very excited for Elden Ring. I'll be downloading that. Yeah. Straight away. I've really put oh. a date on this. Elden Ring? What's that? <laughs> the four-year-old game card for anyone listening now. <laughs> when we finally release these. Oh, that murder-suicide you did really made us famous, Evan. Oh, I'm glad we all have so much optimism about this. <clears throat> oh, yeah. Do you reckon anyone's guessed what the movie is yet, based on these ridiculous clues? The same clue used twice, because I have no imagination. Yes, I bet they have. <laughs> For anyone who doesn't <laughs> yeah, know, so. this week we were on expedition to watch the 1995 fantasy adventure Jumanji. Mm, have you heard of that, boys? Like, you've watched <laughs> it, so I assume so. <laughs> <laughs> I have heard of it. <clears throat> it was yeah. a big part of my childhood, I think. Yeah, I imagine um, it probably is for everyone our age, even older. Like me. <laughs> oh, yeah, pretty iconic. Well, it was your turn to pick that flick this week, Sam, and I believe you've got a little bit of a rundown of the plot for us. It was. This is my choice. Um, yeah, I uh, I dug through a few plot synopses online. All of them were absolute shit. Um, this is the best one I've got, but it doesn't really tell you much about the film. But I'll, t- I'll, I'll, I'll run through it anyway. <clears throat> When young Alan Parrish discovers a mysterious board game, he doesn't realise its unimaginable powers until he's magically transported, before his friend Sarah's startled eyes, into the untamed jungles of Jumanji. He remains there for 26 years, until two unsuspecting children free him from the game's spell. Now a grown man, adult re- adult? Alan reunites with Sarah, and they take the children- Oh, and they and the children try to outwit the game's powerful folk. Nailed that, Forces. mate. Fuck. Absolutely nailed that. that. <laughs> I mean, it was the adult. adult it was Parrish. the one sure was... thought what I did. Yes, it was Alan Parrish, and then when he comes out of the board game, he's adult, he's adult Parrish. Parrish. <laughs> adult <laughs> Yeah, exactly. <laughs> that was fully intentional. Uh, I a, fucked that a, up, but I'm not going to say it again. Mate. That I was think too you nailed it. Yeah. yeah, you should be proud. Um, yeah, it doesn't really tell you a huge amount. Well, There's a lot of modifiers in that, like, magical, startled, all unnecessary. Just tell us what's happening. I don't need you to describe how characters are feeling in a plot synopsis. Or what's the movie for that? Yeah, it's a bit too emotive. And uh, yeah, like I said, it doesn't cover any of the plot, really. But then I think that, like I say, this is the best one. This is the best one I could find. None of them covered the plot because it's uncoverable. It's too wild and wacky and confusing. So let's get on with covering the plot, right, guys? (laughs) (laughs) Let's venture down all these twists and turns that don't. Unsummarizable. Uh, All right, then. I'll start us off with the biggest twist of this movie. Uh, And in direct comparison to Casper, where was a lack of child teeth in this movie? 
I'm sorry. No, this is not being our thing. <laughs> Absolutely, we're not bringing that joke back. I'm not saying let's do this every week. It's just this movie was... came out really close to Casper, and all the children look normal. This was a tenuous joke when you did it before. Uh, yeah, yeah, it didn't really, it, it didn't really make sense, but we both ran with it. <laughs> they had huge teeth. I compel everyone listening to go and watch Casper and agree with me. I mean, I'd say if you're listening, go watch Jumanji. Oh yeah. Um, we open frantically burying uh, a chest, which at this point we don't know what's in it. I'd like to uh, go go back a little bit just because I have written in my notes. Go back. This is the beginning of the movie. <laughs> <laughs> go back to Casper. This movie starts in 1869. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, fair enough. That was worth yeah, going back for. Yep. Um, now I think we can go forward. It goes forward 100 years to 1969. Nice. Nice. Thank you. We're introduced to Alan 100 years later in 1969. And honestly, fuck this kid. I don't like him. Weird looking kid, right? I don't care what he yeah. looks like. He's he's a little shitbag, is the problem. Oh. He's, he's a thief. He's a he's a shoe destroyer. He's got no sense of uh, no sense of respect <laughs> for other people's property. Um, I'm jumping ahead a little bit. One thing I wanted to mention is uh, something I've really liked about this opening bit. Is it where everyone kicks like, the shit out of the kid? <laughs> Not far off, actually. We, uh, as we're introduced to him, he's cycling through the park, and uh, and the group of bullies come out. Real, real classic bullies. Oh yeah, like real yeah, old yeah. school, all on the bikes, shouting insults, kind of bullies. I had to Google his name, but the the main one's name is Billy Jessup. Oh, that's a bully's name. That's a bully's name, right? <laughs> Billy Jessup. Oof, he'll kick your teeth in. But yeah, then he uh, he, he chases Alan through the town square to his. To his dad's factory. <laughs> you hate this kid. <laughs> hate this kid. I like to imagine you riding with all those bullies on your little BMX, <laughs> fully grown Sam, waiting to get a kick in. <laughs> I would love to. I love how he, he heads into the factory and we all think that he's going to go tell his dad that he's being bullied. Please drive me home. But he curtails for Carl, the, the poor shoemaker at the back of the room, only to destroy it. And then his dad comes over and is like, what, what are you doing here? Well, you, 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 children can't be in this factory. And then he kicks the shit out of him. Get outside. <laughs> yeah. Feeds him into the machine. <laughs> Incidentally, what, what was up with that machine? Why you got a shoe destroying machine in the middle of a shoe factory? That's what was a that good for? point. What was that machine? <laughs> it came out in perfectly vertical tatters. Yeah. As if it was like a... A bread slicing bread machine slicing, in the middle of the shoe factory. Yeah. It's a- <laughs> <laughs> That's what the parishes did. Shoes were a side hustle. They were, they were really focused on on bread. Yeah, I uh, I thought that was uh, that was weird. There's something about shoe pastry there, but I can't be bothered to find it. <laughs> <laughs> so <I'll- laughs> oh. Well, if, if you come up with it in the next however long we're talking, then... Uh, just chuck it in and I'll edit it back here. I'll have to use all of my brain power for this, so you do chat amongst yourselves. <laughs> yeah, we'll cover this. We'll, we'll cover the rest of this. Um, so yeah, he wanders into into a construction site and starts tearing at the ground. <laughs> or tearing at the wall, rather. He hears a beating. He hears um, drumming. Yeah, drums. Yes, the drums. Yes. And, yeah. you know, if anyone hears drums, you immediately start tearing at the wall to locate them. That is true. 
doesn't matter if it's yet. just a marching band passing by your house. You tear through those walls. <laughs> what is that? <laughs> Treasure? <laughs> um, so he, f- he finds a chest and decides that this is his now. Find his keepers. It was the 60s. So he so he, he pulls it out and, and pulls Jumanji out of the crate, I think, and then takes it home with him. Well, he doesn't take the chest. That's worth a buck, I reckon. I yeah, to be honest, the me. chest. Yeah. If I found a chest like that underground and I opened it and there was a board game inside. You're saying you should have fucked off the board game and just gone straight to an antique <laughs> dealer's with the chest. Yeah. Let's discuss that movie. Like, this is a hundred years old. <laughs> Uh, so we get to uh, Sarah shows up at his door as just he's getting out this board game, Th- this board game, Jumanji. Um, <laughs> Sarah, who by the way, is way too old for him, right? Or Billy Jessup is an enormous child. She's yeah. about twice his height. <laughs> just walks in, towers a foot over him. <laughs> when you saying Billy Jessup, my mind says Bully Maguire every time, and I'm confused. <laughs> um. But yeah, sorry, Bully Maguire. She's she's too old for, for Alan. She's too old for Bully Maguire. And she starts off the trend that that follows through the whole movie of everyone dropping dice really dramatically. Like, just put them down. Am I going to be the first one to say Butterfingers? Because <laughs> it's a theme. So there's something. She rolls the dice yeah. um, <clears throat> and bats erupt from the chimney and start chasing her. Like, the effects from the game are kind of unfair. <laughs> she gets bats. He gets 26 years in the jungle. Well, yeah, that's the next thing to happen, is he gets sucked into the board game. That scene uh, is pretty horrible when he's stretching through the air and being pulled into the board game. I, I didn't realise that that would trigger me so much, but I did not like uh, that. I was glad they uh, they kind of kept they kept that for the, the new Jumanji movies. I liked that. Have you seen I the new ones? It. I've seen the first of the new ones. And you're going to because next... <laughs> no, we're not doing the next one. Alan gets flat yes. Stanley into the board game. Which is the effect that freaks us all out, I think, because he goes yes, too deep. Yeah. Yeah. But um, with the rules that if he rolls a five or an eight, or if she rolls a five or an eight, he gets to come out of the board game. So, of course, she fucks off and doesn't come back for three decades. Yeah. I don't think she should get hate for that. I would also have fucked off. Uh, I think I would have... I No, I think I would have fucked off for, I'm going to say, three weeks. <laughs> not not 26 years. I think to leave him for that long is to just willfully ignore the fact that there's at least an inkling in your mind of, I could just try and roll a five to see what would happen. <laughs> but what if it's more bats? <laughs> Some could argue that's just as bad as 26 years in purgatory. Well, even if it is more bats, I mean, let's address that. So we cut to 26 years later next in the film, and we later find out she's living quite happily, unpursued by bats. Like, either they've been chasing her for 26 years and she never mentioned it, or they gave up really, really quickly. The most Uh, indetermined bats ever. If anything... They were just making for the door at the same time she was. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that was really innocuous, actually. That's tame for a normal board game. You would think that once Alan's parents had come home to discover he'd been... Well, he's disappeared. They don't know he's been sucked into a board game. And 
they never yeah. knew that Sarah was there. With mm-hmm. the logic of this movie, you'd think they would have picked up those dice and then accidentally dropped them and joined <laughs> the game. That's what everybody else does. Well, yeah, no, they do. They they apparently. I mean, we got to kind of infer the rest. What happens next? They pick up the board game, put it in the attic, and then do nothing for. I mean, they leave the house maybe, and then it's abandoned until we come to the present day. Thirty. Well, uh, well just under thirty years later, so nineteen ninety five. Uh, but we cut to we cut to the quote unquote present day and meet our new protagonists, Judy and Peter. Who, yeah, oh, hang on, like you said, so, so, what's the auntie's name? The auntie's name. Yes. Yeah, yeah. So we meet Judy and Peter. Um, <laughs> should I should I know her name? I, I don't know. Don't think it is important enough to know her name. I was just wondering if you'd take a note of it because I have no idea. Yeah, she was in this movie for all of. About 10 seconds. She mostly... She had less screen time than the bats. Yeah. <laughs> Genuinely. I thought she was a weird one. Cause I know that most of the shit that happens to her happens later, but I felt a lot of sympathy for her throughout this. She, just kinda, she does her best and then just gets abused throughout the film towards the end. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> but yeah, we, we get kind of um, brought up to speed uh, that their parents are dead in what starts off as mysterious circumstances... And later turns out to be pretty mundane circumstances. A skiing I mean, accident. It, it was a skiing accident yeah. and that has no impact on anything. Mm-hmm. I feel like the implication here, because they've, they've got these like little sort of half-assed character traits that they get given, that <laughs> Judy lies all the time and Peter maybe doesn't talk, but he actually talks a all the normal time. amount. Yeah, just seems like his whole, his whole thing that is the the death of his parents made him a mute and yet he talks every other scene. He talks quite a lot for a mute. Um, (laughs) You talk quite a lot for a kid who doesn't want to be kicked the shit out of. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, bring back Billy. Just a a 40-year-old man now chasing kids down on his (laughs) chopper bike. (laughs) None of it really matters. The auntie buys the house, they move in, she has some plan for it. But that's not important mm. at all, because as soon as that section is over, they're supposed to go to school. And instead of going to school, they find a board game and unleash hell. So um, so they do. They find a board game uh, because because it drums and only kids can hear the drumming, apparently. So my original thinking on this was that it's only children who like have an issue or, or need something fixed in themselves can hear the drums which is why i thought they set up that she lies and he doesn't talk i thought the game would force them to face those elements of themselves made quite a nice little paragraph about it and then like you said those things are never addressed again all the game does is throw mad shit at the wall and then they seem to forget about their problems so maybe that does work they've got bigger shit to worry about oh you're worried about your dead parents monsoon (laughs) that'll do it no yeah i think i think if you go into characters, like, yeah, you have Alan, who has, like, severe daddy yeah, issues. Being bullied. Living in his father's shadow. And then you've got Sarah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Who, like, has trauma caused by Alan getting flat stanley into the game. And the two kids who were fucked up from their parents dying. Yeah, I, I, I had the same thing. This is all going to go somewhere, and they're all going to have that character arc of sorting out their problems. And... Kid becomes a monkey. And kid <laughs> dies, and Alan sorts his life out. And you'd out. think it would have been Judy... Judy's right, isn't it? Yes. 
who yeah. became the monkey because she was the liar. So you think she mm-hmm. would have cheated. I know, I don't want to pick this movie apart. I just feel like that was all dropped very quickly. Um, they find the game, uh, bunking school, and decide to play it. And the first, their first role is these mosquitoes, which it was three mosquitoes, two of which leave immediately, and the third pretty soon afterwards. So they bat one out the window, don't they? And then the two of them yeah, they do. fuck off. But they cause quite a lot of mayhem around yeah. town. Well, this is the interesting thing. It doesn't really seem to be a punishment for the kids, does it? Like, it's not. It doesn't seem to be aimed at them. Like, um, I'm jumping forward a little bit, but Van Pelt, the hunter, mm. says that he has to hunt Alan because he's the one who rolls. Yeah. And yet, this one's just like straight out the window and go and wipe out ninety people in a small town. Well, it seems that yeah, the rules are a little bit mixed on these because yeah, you have got these mosquitoes who they do come back for the kids later <laughs> once. But that is whilst Alan is in. Sorry, adult is in the car. <laughs> this this game every bad thing that happens only happens to Alan everyone else gets a fairly easy role uh, to be fair Judy does get murdered but that's what she gets for lying bro <laughs> <laughs> that's the punishment the pun- turn, turn into a monkey that's because you're a little bit too quiet lying I hope you like dying <laughs> <laughs> that, that'll teach you oh. Um, so yeah, they bat the mosquitoes out so, the window and then again, you know, oh no, they. I was about to say inexplicably they choose to continue playing. I don't think that is the case. I think yeah, it's another accidental drop. Butterfingers drop. dice drop. 80% of the dice <laughs> throws in this game are drops. Which summons, I want to say I was caught off guard by how yeah. good the animatronics were on this lion. Do you agree? Oh. I mean, I see a lot of complaints online about the, uh, graphics and the effects in this film no, no, but... the, i thought the mixture of like i'm assuming it was a prop yeah mixed with cgi i thought that was genuinely held up mm. for 90s to now that was a good looking I mean, cgi was fine it was passable but the, like all the animatronics in this movie seriously impressed me it's not a funny point but it is true i agree <laughs> it's it a point pretty good um but i've got a, a little concern boys there were no lions in the jungle there are no lions in the jungle. There are no lions in the jungle. Why is there a lion in the jungle? Was he also trapped there and they had to roll like the magic whatever doesn't they make sense. to release him? What do you mean? There are no lions in the jungle, Carl. Name a lion in the jungle. <laughs> exactly. The magic didn't make sense. Um, well, you've really uh, got me there. I, wanna, <laughs> I mean, there were also zebras in this film later on as far as i know there are no zebras in the jungle there are no rhinos in the jungle i don't think there are rhino in the jungle actually there might be certain types but i don't know are there are there any pelicans in the jungle <laughs> we're getting a bit deep into this magic uh, makes no sense damn it i thought jumanji was something to do with the jungle but you're both bloody right it's all saharan stuff saharan that's not it's even all right oh, pretty random stuff, getting i think Cut this bit. <laughs> right, we'll cut everything up until this point. Hello and welcome. <laughs> Hello and welcome to the jungle where there are no lions. Oh, right. So here we are. We're on the uh, the, the animatronic lions here. And this also introduces, because uh, Judy rolls a five, um, I think. I actually, I did have a grievance with this. There are no lions in houses. <laughs> oh, fuck up. I thought you had a point. <laughs> Na- name name a lion in a house, Sam. 
I mean, I, it, I think if you go to America, there's quite I a just, lot. I want to drag this out so we have to keep it. <laughs> I have been destroyed. We're keeping this. Yes, it's all staying in. I, I accept defeat. I really thought I had a point. I truly believe that Jumanji was all stuff from the jungle, but I think I only made that connection wrongly because Jumanji also begins with a J. And also because it says in the jungle, you must wait. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, this is yeah, big. There you go, Evan. You're redeemed. But I'll tell you what, tell you what does live in the jungle is adult parish who <laughs> pops out of the jungle. <laughs> the mighty jungle. And fights the lion. Hold on. In the in the jungle, the mighty jungle, the lion sleeps tonight. There are lions in the jungle, you fuck. No, that isn't correct. There are no lions in the jungle. Yeah, no, no, it's in a song. <laughs> it's it in a song. <laughs> Name us another song where the lions are in the jungle. <laughs> Hello and welcome. <laughs> Shit. <laughs> name, another, name another song when lions are in the jungle. I'll wait. Fair play. You've got me there. You've got us there. You win. Cut oh all of this. <laughs> Alan comes... No, fuck. Adult comes back. <laughs> it's the only point we've got. <laughs> Do you know how difficult this is going to be to cut around? This is all staying in. I can't be asked. It's all staying in. No, yeah. Ad- Ad- adult returns and fights off. He doesn't really fight off a lion. He hops out of the way. Jumps and it, a lion. He tricks a lion it, into a room. It runs into a bedroom and doesn't really try that hard to get out for the rest of the film. So they, so they all, <clears throat> they head. Well, let's see. They head outside and meet up with Carl, or as I prefer, Soul Man, who I think he's referred to as that throughout the film, who i got to say is my favourite character. I agree. He is excellent. Love him. This man is not phased by anything. I genuinely I mean, think he was just a character brought in to be made to suffer at the hands of Robin <laughs> Williams' character. No matter what job he does, Robin Williams will appear and ruin his day. All he does is suffer through the whole film. Carl, <laughs> Carl Solman, he... I mean, let's put aside the fact that his that Alan destroyed his shoe and then travelled in time to fuck with him some more. But he uh... <laughs> travelled in time is a bit of a leap. Okay, travelled in he time didn't... by waiting twenty six <laughs> years. <laughs> he travelled in time in the sense that we all travel forward in time at the normal speed. <laughs> He came back later to, yeah, to haunt him. Yeah, throughout the film, he, let's see. So he gets his car stolen. He gets later handcuffed back in his own car. He gets yeah. shot at by Van Pelt. Nearly dies. He nearly gets got by the stampede. Crashes into a shop. Gets his car snapped in two. And all of this happens. He doesn't even stop working. No. <laughs> I would have gone home... Hours ago. He then boots the house door in and gets wiped out by a flash. Oh, yes. Yeah, of course. Not a good day. Yeah. Was that the end of his story? Um, Is, does he reappear after that? No, he doesn't even get a wrap-up at the end like oh, everybody else We don't does. get an ending for him, no. The last we see of him is... Washed down the road. Anyway, whilst I was watching Colin <laughs> and very much enjoying him, I was thinking about the idea you had where you're talking about where we should propose sequels or prequels for movies. I would love to watch an anthology series about Carl dealing with 
a series of fucked up situations like this. Just chuck him straight into Sathura and then a whole bunch of other fucking weird board game based capers. I would watch all those movies. Chuck him in Clue. Yeah. There's a Monopoly movie. I'd watch that. Carl's there trying Bring to the figure out back. housing prices. Love it. Bring the actor back at 60 years old to be in the new Jumanji. Oh, he's oh, older than that now, fair, surely. I would love that. I'd watch that. So they escape. They escape Carl. I'm, I'm back to the story now. Um, they escape the Soul Man. Adult and the kids escape Soul Man, <laughs> and they head to the shoe factory. And what happens here is quite interesting because they um, they go back to the shoe factory. It was also abandoned. Yeah. They see a shadowy figure in the office. Run up there, and meet this homeless man who oh, I'm going to say I love this homeless man. He is a more yes. interesting character than anyone else in this film. Yes, I loved him because he is cold. He's a cold-hearted man who when he's asked if he's seen the parishes, meaning adults' parents, says, I see them from time to time over on a certain street. And then when we get there, it's just two graves. Everybody's a bully in this movie. Everybody shits on Alan. Everyone everyone sees Alan Parrish and just goes, I'm going to fuck with this guy. We never find out that guy's name. Maybe he was Billy Jessup. (laughs) Oh my God. Oh my God, Sam. Time has not been good. That's part of the sequel, isn't it? He just keeps going around doing... He Over time, over the last 26 years, his bullying got so much more I elaborate. Would, I would have loved to have seen that old man hunting them down on a chopper bike. <laughs> that would have made for a very interesting villain. About this scene, where they go to the, the factory, and it is abandoned. Yeah. There's one very well-put-together homeless man living with his dog upstairs... That should have been mm. filled with brown-stained mattresses and empty needles. Yeah, that old man was the most romanticised version of yeah. a homeless guy. Yeah, travelling on a train, yeah. Yeah. Well, with mice yeah. and men stuff. Yeah, mm-hmm. he time-travelled by sitting there for 70 years. <laughs> <laughs> Waiting for adult parish to show up so he could fuck with him. So yeah, so they go and see uh, see the graves of the parents. Well, um, I, I know, and, just before we move on, I want to address something oh, that, on. that Billy says, the homeless man. <laughs> when asked about the dad having owned the factory by adult, he says, I don't think anyone loved his boy more than Sam did. Well, because nobody liked him. Duh, he's his parent. <laughs> Who else loves him as much as him? <laughs> What's your game, homeless man? Sorry, I couldn't let that go. That really, I had to pause the movie and be like, hang on, maybe that makes sense and I don't understand that everybody loves people as much as they should. Continue to the yeah. graves. Let's, let's time travel to the graves by waiting until Sam speaks. We time travel to the grave. Um, and then we find out that the, the mozzies are still about who are putting... They've put 50 people in hospital by, I want to say, a third of the film and we don't really know what happens to any of these people except for they're incapacitated so well i think uh, yeah I, this I mentioned is this they before we that. started but moments like this like we all agree this is not a children's film right the implications of it are definitely not for kids there is a darkness to this film that you would not expect from a kids movie that came out at christmas no i don't want to waste one of my little trivia boys now but this film was criticised for being marketed as a family film. Uh, even mm. Robin Williams said that he wouldn't let his own children watch it. So you're not alone in thinking that this, it's a bit too fucked up. Yeah. 
Um, having read through quite a lot of reviews of this, that's the common theme. If people don't like it, it's because it shat them up a bit too much, which is understandable. It's pretty terrible. I think a lot of my uh, phobias came from this film. Yeah, Spiky definitely. plants, big leggy spiders. Oh, the spiders are horrible. <laughs> yeah, so, yeah, things like you said, things. this is where it starts to set in how dire the consequences are of this game. It's not just a few little bats now. No, there are it's, monkeys involved. Yeah, we didn't even mention the monkeys. Are they involved by now? Uh, yeah, they are. Monkeys are involved before they leave the house. So, yeah, things things are starting well, to... But just um, on the monkeys... The monkeys, um, their whole thing, their whole rhyme, is that they will like slow everything down, and then they instantly fuck off and have no impact on the speed at which are the, the the characters actually get anything done. Yeah, well, they're stealing cop bikes, they're shooting guns into the air. Sick shit, mate. If you've just escaped a board game and you're not shit old adult parish, you're fucking bussing about. And the rhyme is, which is this is when I realised the rhymes were getting real bad in this movie. The rhyme for the monkeys is, this will not be an easy mission. Monkeys slow the expedition. I love that they run out of any ideas for rhymes by this point. <laughs> mission and expedition, neither of which really involve monkey. You could have rhymed monkey with something. I'd have been happy with that. Go on then. Junkie. Factories, suspiciously lacking of junkies. <laughs> but look over there, there's a load of monkeys. <laughs> That's way better than what they did. Let's just take a second to appreciate Thank you. the amount of time you were given to think that up. I'm impressed. Yeah, I was really putting you on the spot there and you, you won that. If only they had you on board. The rhymes are the worst part of this movie by far. Everything else, I don't want to jump too far ahead about whether or not I thought this was good, do I? But that is the, the worst part, for sure. Yeah, definitely. Um, I also... I'm. I'm going to throw this in now, even though it happens a little bit later, because we're talking about the uh, the monkeys' hijinks. There's a great scene that I love. But all these monkeys, it cuts to them, and they're running into this like little electronics store. They run in, smash stuff about, and then loot stuff and run out. And they they wanted to have one of the monkeys clearly stealing a TV, but because the monkeys are so small, they had to scale the TV down. So, <laughs> so if you go back and watch it. This monkey <laughs> sprints out of the store holding like a 10 centimetre wide TV. <laughs> it's hilarious. You guys probably glad to see it go. It's like, thank fuck. No one's buying Nobody that. Nobody else is buying that. At least I can claim the insurance. Yeah. So yeah, I really enjoyed that. Anyway, coming back to where we actually were. They head back to the house because they want to play the game. Um, yep. But not before Alan's taken a moment to give himself a really good shaven haircut. Like a a weirdly good haircut for someone who's well, famously time-travelled at normal speed in the jungle. <laughs> well, I'm sure Robin Williams no longer wanted to sit through all the, the makeup to put that beard and hair on. So he's just like, no, at this point, the character is a normal guy. He looks just like famous actor Robin Williams. <laughs> Oh, um, so yeah, they start the board game again, wanting to get it done, and they find... Well, just before that, this isn't something funny at all, sorry, um, but I was just kind of stunned by how good Robin Williams was as an actor in this moment. Um, so when they ask him if it's his turn, you know, they pass the dice to him, 
and then he just stares into space and says, it's not my turn. That mm. was so well delivered. <laughs> it stunned me. You know, it's a fair point, because I think, yeah, I think a lot of the acting in this film was genuinely good. I, I, th- I think he, um, I don't, I don't think we have a lot to say on acting ability, but the way he, like, managed to mix that being an adult, but also kind of having the insecurities of someone who, the last time they were among people, he was a kid. Mm-hmm. I thought he kind of nailed, like, when they laugh at him for the shaving cuts and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. The way he just got uncomfortable in that moment, I was just like, this is why he won an Oscar in Goodwill Hunting. Absolutely. So they, they, yeah, so like you say, they figure out that it's Sarah's turn, and they go to her house that, despite being traumatised by this game and, you know, she hasn't moved house. No, she stayed she's there fine. and become a psychic oh, see, but... called Madame Serena. This, this... And the kids make note of how creepy the house is when it is like every other house on that street. Oh, yeah, there's nothing weird and about it. And they live in a house where they think a kid was yeah. killed. They live in the True. murder yeah. mansion. <laughs> fuck do they have to say the about fucking houses? fucking lion in the house. bedroom. <laughs> this house is weird. <laughs> God, your house is so weird. You haven't even got monkeys throwing knives at you. <laughs> this TV is way too big for a monkey to carry. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, so they go to... But I, I just... Madam Serena. Where did that come from? Why is she a psychic? And why does it never come if, up if again? You think a, if you think a kid you knew was killed when you were a kid, you might turn into a psychic. Oh, maybe. You know what, genuinely, maybe After that's... After he hasn't gotten in touch in 26 it. years ago, maybe you go try and roll a five and an eight on a board, you know, just give it a go. At least give it a go. <laughs> just once. <laughs> just give it one shot. But okay, yeah. I, I've got a question. All right, in that scene where... Robin Williams is talking to her through the gap in the door. Mm-hmm. And every time he says a word, he just edges closer and closer while saying her name through the... You you, you close the door, right? Yes, because you don't know who he is. If somebody came to my door claiming to be a time traveller, the two children <laughs> I didn't know, <laughs> of course I'm closing the door. I'm not listening to the rest of that conversation. But before she has a chance to close the door, she passes out. And then they... Carry her. I, I don't know how far away her house yeah. was. <laughs> how did they get into the house? I don't know. Oh, that doesn't matter. How did they get in? <laughs> Why did they, like, just put her in a chair and wait for her to wake up? Go easy. Yeah. There's nothing chasing you yeah, right now. Give her a second. Jump straight to being back in the parish house, the murder house. In the murder the house. The creepy house. <laughs> There's a great, oh, great. There's a great quote after this from, I've already forgotten her name, Sarah. Uh, so while they're trying to convince her to play the board game with her, because with them, because it's her turn, and she's trying to tell Alan, adult, that she thought, like everybody else, that his dad chopped him up into little pieces. And there's a quote here which think, made me think of you boys, which I is the I've thing that the exact same quote, Yeah, my dad down, yep. could barely hug me, let alone chop <laughs> me into little pieces. I'm glad you all have the same thought. Yep. I wrote that exact same I was thing. Just, Famously, we all have shit Just dads. holding up to the camera the quote that I wrote down with no Sorry. other context of that exact line. Because I knew it would come up. Yep. Didn't he chop you into little pieces? Nah, he didn't Can even we, uh... like me that much. What? <laughs> so they play the game. I can't even remember now what they comes are, out. Oh, yeah. Sarah's just joined the game. Well, in, in, in the spirit of bullying and lying 
Sarah gets bullied and lied into playing the game. She tries to give the dice back to adult and he <gasps> swerves her and... Yeah, one of, one of those behind the ears. One of those, type, hold out the handshake yeah. and then... Whoosh, Swish. Um, yeah. And gets her good. Um, so she... Is the next one the plants that come out? Um, Does she summon the plants? The next yes. one. Yeah, it is the plants. This brings us to my favourite segment of every episode that I can work it into. I'm sorry, Sam. I have to cut you off here because this is the segment... Man, would I fuck that. The big yellow pod, the one that will swallow you whole, the way that moves, the way its lips gyrate, that's some labyrinth-level fuckery, my man. The other thing I wanted to mention about this is this is the point in the movie where I realised that the, the threats that were coming out of this board game most of the time have about a 10-second lead time at least. Like the vines, they roll the dice, they see the message... And there's a bit of ominous music and some time where the vines are coming out and pass the dice. Just bang out the rolls. <laughs> Speed run this game. And just get it over with. Like at this point, you're not playing it for the joy of it. You just want to get it over with. So fucking do it. Don't even read what's on the Jumanji. Just throw the fucking dice. Imagine if you, you were playing Jumanji and the person whose turn it was rolled it and then stood there reading out what it said stop uh, reading hey, do Give you want dice, to play you <laughs> yeah you you <laughs> are you wanting this to happen right now are you enjoying this <laughs> oh. to be fair, i would be keen to see what other sexy stuff comes <laughs> post vine it's only gotten sexier from the first one bats i'm not a big fan lions nah monkeys nah mosquitoes nah vines yeah What's next after this? It's the bloody hunter, mate. You get it. <laughs> well, yeah, you're right. The next thing to come out is is uh, Van Pelt. Great name, great character. And for anyone, for some reason, who didn't notice, is Adult's dad. <laughs> First time I watched this back as a child, I don't think I did. I don't think I did yeah, notice. I don't. I don't. I don't think people would judge you for that. Anyway, we've been we've been talking about this for a long time, and I'm not sure we're even halfway through the movie. So. We're getting there. Yeah. We're time travelling. <laughs> <laughs> so the next thing that happens is, like I say, I think Alan runs away, leaves him behind, and they keep playing. And oh no, wait, no, he because he is there for the next bit, isn't he? No, he, yeah, he comes back, back and yeah, get, comes gets back, back in the window. Quickly, he circles yeah. back. He circles back to that, and <laughs> he plays. He plays the role, and. Uh, they get the stampede, which is yet another thing. Yes. Yet another one of these perils that doesn't seem that concerned with them. Like, granted, it comes through the wall at them first, but once they kind of shift out the way, it's off. <laughs> Done with them. I don't think a whole lot happens between here and the Superstore. Uh, there, there are a few things. There's a... Well, okay, yeah. there's, so there's some monkeys stealing the teeny tiny TV, but we've, we've covered that. So one thing that does happen is, along that. with the stampede... There is, for some reason, a pelican. Flies in, grabs the board game, takes it away. Fine. Okay. And then there's a little fun scene where they have to get it back. So they he, he grabs the fish out of the water, gives it to the pelican, steals the board game back, drops it in the water straight away. And here's what gets me, is Peter <laughs> runs after it. And then 
fucking sprints out onto a log that's sticking out over the river, hops on, tumbles over backwards with his legs wrapped around it, and does this incredible acrobatics as he scoops up off the water. Where did all this come from? Since when is he an acrobat? Is he a monkey yet? He's not a monkey yet. Uh, no, he's a monkey after. Yeah, the next one is monkey. So yeah, I've got no so idea. What, Maybe this is why he was turned into a monkey. I feel like they gain and lose character traits just whenever the plot needs it throughout this. There's a moment later on where, I mean, granted, uh, Judy is a liar. Fair enough. But all of a sudden she can do accents as well for some reason. She does a, she does a little English accent as she speaks to her aunt. Doesn't really serve any purpose in the movie, but fuck it. It's in there. Oh, and the other thing is, um, so yeah, cutting ahead to the, to the shop, to the superstore. Peter also, um, he builds, he constructs. Oh, oh. This yes, mad kind of, again, it's kind of a Wallace and Gromit style device out of some hydraulic <laughs> tanks and some weights. He's an inventor now? Where did that come from? And that is post-monkey, isn't it? Is he post-monkey? Oh, I don't no, know. No, he's I not a monkey yet at that point. From. He must Jesus be a monkey Christ. by I now. I like he was a monkey this uh, entire movie. I don't think... Haunted by the uh, image of maybe that. he is. I don't know. I can't quite remember. Yeah, I don't remember the makeup being so extensive from when I was a kid, but yeah, that... The lack of lips really creeped me out through. Yeah. The monkey, I know he's meant, to, know he's meant to look like a monkey, Ugh. but when he when he did his little transformation, all I could think was those creepy little kids from the Grinch. Yeah, what they needed to do oh, was give him a tiny yeah. TV to carry around, and then we know he was a monkey. <laughs> <laughs> Much more believable. Yeah. What yeah. is he meant to be? Oh, 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 oh. But yeah, you're right. That's um, we've we've bounced back and forth. He's an inventive bit, but... gymnastic jungle monkey. Um, so there's there's various shenanigans that happen but they lead to they're going to this superstore which is called Sir Save-A-Lot which Sir, no no is, Sir Savalot is that a pun? Sir, Sir Savalot okay Sir Savalot well, is that a pun? Yeah. are either of them puns? because I don't, don't get it think so either way it's a really weird name but a fucking incredible shop and I really want one oh. near me. If you want a football or a canoe. You want a, a canoe, a football, some <laughs> do you, weights. Do you want a weights bench? <laughs> giant tyres or more paint than anyone could ever need. Or just somewhere to commit a mass shooting. Everything you need. <laughs> Everything a growing American boy needs. <laughs> oh, right. So, fortunately, when Alan comes careening in through the side, through the wall... The paper-thin wall of Sir Save-A-Lot. Conveniently, they're all standing in the giant tyres and paint aisle. Because he hits that, all of that, all the paint falls on. Vanderbilt. I genuinely forgot his name for a second. Which is a shame because it's a great name. And they, they're they able to escape. Um, quite annoyingly. I mean, this is all preceded by... Um, he was trying to... He, he didn't want to come through the wall. He was trying to hit the brakes. But... The, uh, the the brake fluid pipe, I don't know cars, was broken. <laughs> so all the like, hydraulic fluid or whatever was leaking out everywhere. Soul Man hops right back in his car, drives it away. <laughs> the brake's not broken anymore. Also, go home. <laughs> the rest of the day off. It's not your day. <laughs> Can we... Um... Oh, I'm going to take a step back. 
when Van Pelt goes to buy a gun. Oh, yes. And he goes to, the, and the, sh- the gun store owner asks him, you're not a postal worker, are you? And I was, apparently this is a reference to the fact that of postal workers, like the, you know, the whole saying going postal was apparently related, related to postal workers go f- nuts in the 90s and shooting places up. That's quite a dark joke. Yeah, it's it like, it's like having, yeah. for a kid's movie. It's like having a kid's movie now where a teenager walked into that shop and they're just like, you're not going to school, are you? <laughs> <laughs> um, All right. Sam, guide us out of this mess. I'll guide you out of this mess. I'll guide you out of the mess, the the, the pile of paint cans that is this podcast. Um, <laughs> they, they managed to escape. And this is actually the point, because I've got it written down, where Peter cheats and gets turned into a little Grinch character. Not that it really Wait, has any impact. Which happens this uh, late in the movie. Okay. Yeah, it happens this late. And yeah, at this point, they've got the game back. They're just trying to get home so that they can play it. Why are they getting home to play it? They've all forgotten about the plants. Fuck knows. <laughs> that house is full of poison plants and a lion. Stampedes. And stampedes. <laughs> um, and the structural rigidity of that house has to have been damaged by the stampede. So yeah, I don't know why they're heading home. I do know why, but I feel like I'll shit on your point. Uh, go on, tell me. Or, or I'm assuming it because the same. I was wondering the same. Like, why do they keep feeling the need to go back to this house in order to drop the dice? Just play anywhere and get it over with. But I assume it's because it's based on a book that's set entirely inside the house, and so they have to ref- okay. go, refer to the reference material somewhat. Like, Fine as a directorial choice, but that still doesn't yeah. satisfy my I anger feel, at yeah, the logic. I feel, of the I feel like they could have made it flow more smoothly that they had to get back to the house. Oh, no, we forgot the yeah. dice or something. But Yeah, the only... Um, I mean, they, they dropped the dice a lot. If They could have easily just dropped them in the house and have to go back, but yeah. Uh, have either of you seen Zathura? No. No, I have not seen Okay, Zathura. so that is obviously the, a book by the same man who wrote Jumanji. Mm-hmm. And there was a film by John Favreau uh, mm-hmm. in the very much the same vein of... Jumanji, but all of that mm. is based in the house. Like the same sort of wild antics happen. There's still enemies. There's still like outsiders in space, but they're in the house the entire time, and that's where the danger is. Are you saying he's the Ivan Reitman of writing kids stories? <laughs> Got one story, and I'm going to tell it in the most ways possible. I'm saying basically this, like all of the '90s films, is just Ghostbusters. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's true. Um, yeah, I did. I did watch a trailer for Zathura, and. To be fair, it looks like that house is in space, so they didn't really have much of a choice. That's a good yes. plot device, keeping them in the okay. house. Yes. <laughs> Not this good. one, which the only the only justification they have for staying in this house is they go back in and they say, Oh, maybe we maybe we shouldn't go in the house. And Alan says, I've been in I've been in that for twenty-six years. It's out there that scares me. Alan, I don't give a fuck what scares you. <laughs> There's vines and a lion in there. I'm staying outside. Find a different house. Find a new house. I suppose the other reason they couldn't have done the same thing is uh, there's no jungle in space. You're, you... That was not worth it. Was that the, was that the point, was it? No, don't worry. Cut this. <laughs> Carry on. No, no, can We're we... back at the house. Can we not go back to there's no jungle in space, please? <laughs> 
That's supposed to be a very terrible reference because there's no lions in the jungle. Do any space pelicans steal the board game in Zathura? I've never seen it. <laughs> fucking robots. Robots and weird lizard aliens. Oh. So, next up, <laughs> they continue playing the game. Once again, just speed run it, pass the dice, get it over and done with. But they, they roll the dice and the, um, the monsoon happens. Um, <gasps> hang on. We've got another famous rhyme here. The best rhyme in the entire movie for me. Do you want to do it, Ev, or...? I I did write... you want to do it, if you've got it? I wrote this down. down. I've just got a web page open. You do it. Gather round, children. Every... (laughs) Every month at quarter moon, there'll be a monsoon in your lagoon. Two things. That's one too many rhymes, I think, for two... Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Moon, monsoon, lagoon, bit much. Number two. It's a period reference, right? There's no way they would have mentioned every month if it wasn't a period reference. <laughs> what was the and month? The moon. And the moon. Something men used to assume was linked to the periodical cycle. Menstrual cycle. <laughs> Menstrual cycle. They were one step away from saying, there'll be a monsoon in your womb. <laughs> You can just tell that that was originally written and then it went, mm, bit on the nose, isn't it? <laughs> also, how would they make that how would they make that happen in the movie? <laughs> I wouldn't want to see those special no, effects. I, I, I don't want to know. <laughs> um, Little bits of fallopian tubes flowing down the corridor rather than alligators. Oh, the whole thing would be a bit different if the house looked like a scene from Carrie. <laughs> <laughs> It's more like the shining when the elevators open. <laughs> when Cole boots in that door and just oh. Well, this is what I wanted to yeah. So the, Sorry, so the monsoon happens and the um, there's a torrent of water coming down, an insane amount of water filling up the house. First of all, Jesus Christ, leave the house for fuck's sake! <laughs> but they choose not to. They go now. Nah, let's go upstairs. That's a good idea. So they go upstairs, Jeez. and then we cut to the outside of the house, and there's no sign of water. It's not trickling under the door. It's not bursting out the windows. It's nothing. The, ha- the, the front doors of this house are incredibly powerful, especially given a load of rhinos burst through them earlier. Um, they stay hold back immeasurable tons of water until Carl gives him a little kick. Soul Man gives him a little kick. This man, his, his his leg is a fucking weapon of mass destruction. If those the doors, integrity makes no sense. If those doors are holding back all that water, he is the soul man. If Cole had been among all. the children at the beginning of the movie, kicking the shit out of Alan, we wouldn't have a movie because he would be dead. We don't see the scene afterwards. Then when Carl comes out to help, and um. And Billy Jessup is just a fine red mist in the air. <laughs> <laughs> and that was the day I knew I wanted to move from making shoes to being a police officer. <laughs> That's the day they accepted me onto the force. <laughs> they called me the soul man after I kicked that kid's head in. Fun facts, by the way. With the... Um, subtitles on in this movie uh soul man 
is spelled S-O-L-E, as in the sole of a shoe. Oh, very yeah. nice. Yes. Very funny. So they get up to the they get back up to the attic. I don't know why they went back up to the attic. The monsoon is no longer filling up the house. Uh, everything's wet downstairs. Okay. I don't want to sit down in wet sand. Sorry. It's too wet down there. What have I got to roll for that? I've rolled a six and a two. Oh, my chair's wet. <laughs> what the fuck? This game's becoming a bit of a farce. And look at you now. You've got a wet ass. <laughs> oh, nice. So they get up to the Shit. attic and they roll again. And we get the spiders scene that you mentioned earlier. And I'm going to say... Oh, wait, wait, wait. We, we get the quicksand scene. Oh, shit. Oh, we get we Robin do. Williams get stuck, in a, stuck in a floor. That was... Yes. Very memorable. Really creepy. The next move was Kirsten Dunn's character, Judy. Mm. She then rushes to the board while he's been sucked into the floor. <laughs> yeah. CGI that didn't hold up. And yeah. rolls. And it just happens to turn out that her roll stops whatever's happening to him. And they then congratulate her on that. It's like, well, that, very smart thinking. It's like, based on anything this game has done to you in the past, all you did was potentially bring about two problems at once. Yes. There's no way you could have Nothing known. Nothing else has stopped the last yeah. thing. You had no reason to think that it would stop the quicksand. It's not It's not like no. as soon as like the stampede appeared, the monkeys vanished or the lion disappeared. or No. They could have just ended up with him, two people being pulled into the quicksand while... While those spiders appear, yeah, which to be fair would have been a lot better yeah, he, because he's he's just on the second floor of the house. Let him go. He's halfway through the house. <laughs> just hold your breath for two seconds and you'll be fine. <laughs> Doesn't seem that terrible of a punishment, really, does it? Fine. Oh, I'm I'm downstairs now, oh, and downstairs. it's apparently it's dry. <laughs> This is the worst thing that has ever happened to me. I'm downstairs now. <laughs> downstairs. Oh, it's all damp. It's <laughs> <laughs> wet. Yeah. yeah she, uh, Arguably the worst thing is next. She spider. manages to bring oh. them up and she brings out the spiders, yeah. which I'm going to say the animatronics budget had run out by this point. Because the spiders... <laughs> They're very still. At one point, janky. one of them is definitely on wheels. Oh, I think they all are. Or strings. None of the legs move, and it's just floating forwards. Yeah. None of the legs are touching. But, but still, I mean, I mentioned this earlier. I'm convinced that that scene is what brought about my fear of long-legged spiders. Oh, absolutely, it's yeah. Definitely. Not a kid's movie. It's just not. No, it's not. Great. The, uh, on this scene, there's actually a really good gag. I, I really enjoyed where uh, Alan tells Peter, go and get, my, my dad kept an axe in the shed, go and get it. So he runs yeah. out to the shed. It, the door's locked. So he looks around and grabs an axe next to it, starts to smash the lock in and then kind of looks at it for a moment and goes, oh, okay. And runs back up. Little nod no, to the camera. He looks Little into nod to the, the camera. camera. Yeah. <laughs> and he, he does a nod the to the camera. Wall. Of course he does. Yeah. Um, I really enjoyed that. Freaked that. me out. I don't know why he did that. Nothing else in the movie was that kind of tongue in cheek. Well, it was the nineties. They had to have a little nod to the camera, little fourth wall break. <laughs> They're like, "Oh well, Inspector Gadget did it." Oh, they did. Oh man, I wish there was a toupee flying off in this movie. That's what this is missing. <laughs> Peter runs back upstairs with the axe and does some real pussy swings with it. 
He's not even close to the spiders. Clearly, well, somebody they, offset is telling him, don't actually damage them. Don't hit the spiders. <laughs> That's the last of our money. <laughs> we spent all our money making these chairs wet. We cannot replace <laughs> one of these spiders. So he, he swings and misses a few times. And then we get the the earthquake, the ground splitting in two. Shit's yes. getting quite apocalyptic now. I must say, I'm tired of the antics of the game by now. I am just hoping finally it will be over. I think, I think, yeah, I think they uh, predicted that. They're like, all right, even the kids at this point are like, okay, I think this is enough, yeah? Um, well, it's, to explain, it's mostly been vermin. I just felt, you know, once you get to Earthquake, they're running out of stuff, aren't they? I mean, they did Monsoon, but there were fucking alligators in that. Because yeah. once you go to Act of God, you've run out of ideas. Like, you've run out of rhymes. We're done. Somebody roll the magic number so this can be over. I wish I'd kept count of what people were actually rolling to see if they'd actually reached the end. But People have. I didn't. Of course. <gasps> of course. And no, they didn't. The number that they get to. So the number that Alan gets to, they don't show one of his dice rolls in the film. But if you add up all of them, it's impossible for him to have rolled high enough on the turn that they didn't show to have actually made it to the end. Shit, this movie sucks then. Yeah, sorry, but the magic does not make sense. No, magic. (laughs) I think we talked about this the last episode, didn't we? This is a reference to No Way Home. We did. We talked about it during Casper. Yeah, 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 yeah. 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 Um, I'm sure it'll come up plenty more times. And Um, now, finally... The game and the movie comes to an end, apart from this last scene. I mean, yeah, all I've, all I've got written down here is, holy fuck, Judy died. Um, oh, yeah, she did. Oh, she did, yeah. She got spat <coughs> at by one of the less sexy plants. Mm, which, I mean, it was quite, you know, in the context of the movie, yeah, they kind of went, ah, fuck it, who cares? We know what's coming next. But it felt a bit jarring for her to just yeah. suddenly be like, oh, she's dead, by the way. But don't worry about that, because they're rolling dice. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but they do roll the dice, and, he, you know, dice bounces down. I remember as a kid, I remember this being a really tense scene. But rewatching it, it's like, okay. Yeah. I don't know what any of these number combinations mean, so is it good? Is it bad? Exactly. It's like, I guess I'm hoping that he rolls something high, but then he rolls a two and he wins anyway. So, oh, yeah. fine then. <laughs> and there's no way that you can know if you you win the game, everything that goes back to normal. You just assume the game ends. No more horrible stuff is coming out, but all the bad stuff stays. Yeah. Well, we, but yeah. luckily, I suppose. No way doesn't. of knowing. But... Yeah. And we do well, actually time travel now, don't we? Back in time. Yeah, I was going to say, in a way, luckily, they roll <laughs> the dice and they're back to their childhood. <laughs> Yeah. Without having to do everything in slow motion backwards first. <laughs> with with the memories of two 40-year-old people. Yeah, okay. So here we are. We've got to it now. Yeah. They're back in 1969 in the bodies of 13-year-old children with the minds of uh, 13 plus 26-year-old adults. Whatever that, 39. I don't like that. I'm not happy with yeah. that at all. No. And I'm really no, 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 not no. happy. The kids don't remember. So, hang on. Judy and Peter don't remember. No, but Al... But but it doesn't Alan, Alan and God. Sarah do remember. Yeah. But they're kids. They're kids. With... I'm talking about Alan and Sarah, who are kids now. Yeah. They're 
adults stuck in the bodies of children. Okay. I'm okay, taking sorry. issue. I'm taking <laughs> issue with the still romantic relationship that exists between two adults mutually dating the child versions of each other. Like, I'm just going to say, if nice. I... what. <laughs> <laughs> If I woke up... 1869 after, all over again, baby. After playing a board game <laughs> with Charlie, my girlfriend. Yeah. If at the end of the game, I looked up and she was 13 years old, I would leave. Yeah, actually, to be fair, even, even I am not up for that. No. I've had enough. That's the final insult of the game, isn't it? Especially for Sarah. I mean, okay, Alan's been in the jungle off-screen time travelling. She lived a life. (laughs) (laughs) She had a full life in its own right. Yeah. 2,000 hours of it spent in therapy. And now she's just got to start again. That's that's horrible. That's the true horror. I mean, the fact that she is now a woman who knows everything that goes on the next 26 years of her life and oh. amounts to being the wife of a shoe and bread factory owner. Fuck <laughs> yeah, that's that's true. If she'd paid attention to like any uh, I don't know, sports or... Uh, invest in Google, Apple, yeah. Amazon, any of them. Just invest in big, Apple. Yeah, big 90s companies have. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Google was a 90s company. 1969 going right how do I invest in Amazon 1869 invest in the wheel by the the company named Tesla (laughs) anyway should have invested in Yahoo for that inspector Stop referencing other episodes, especially bad ones. And welcome! (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to jump to the very end scene now, where they're... We all do. Judy and... Oh, fucking... Fucking adult and Sarah are both (laughs) Alan's, and the kids come into the Christmas party. I have absolutely no idea why this has to be at Christmas. None of the rest of this film has been a Christmas movie. I feel like it was just targeted to get that sentimentality in the movie. It is so fucking weird how they act around the kids when they enter. Clearly mm. they don't remember. <laughs> really uncomfortable. And they're being real strange around. Oh, we've been waiting for you. <laughs> the parents are really creeped out. Yeah. And and then they say, okay, yeah, well, thanks for the par- thanks for the presents for our kids. Weird that you got them stuff up them stuff and not us, but Thanks. Anyway, we're off on holiday, and then they scream no in their face. And they're like, ah, oh, fair enough. We won't. I will we'll come and work, work for then. you. I will just cancel my ski holiday to work for you. Sure. Bit of trivia to close us out. In the extended or alternative ending of this, the kids open the presents, and they had some shoes in there, which... As a present from a guy who owns a shoe factory. Shit. I feel like I've seen that. Maybe you have. I don't know. I don't know if they actually released it or if that's just a bit of trivia. And the uh, shoes were called Jumanji's. Which Jumanji? is something that apparently put her in 2,000 hours of therapy. Probably won't want to relive. Whimsical joke for these kids that they tortured in an alternative, un- alternative universe. 
I just want to run you boys through possibly the the shittiest joke I've written, and a, a lot of them have been bad this episode. I don't know. <laughs> The film ends with Christmas for no reason, probably to make sure you feel sentimental about it. In fact, it covers all the seasons. Christmas, monsoon, earthquake, and jungle. (laughs) (laughs) That's a good joke. (laughs) Yeah, that's really good. (laughs) <laughs> I think secretly you knew that was good and you just wanted to get it in. Yeah, but... I had to. Yeah. Oh, just, just my oh. worst joke, boys. I'll, I'll cut the rest. I'll just leave that in. <laughs> <laughs> Something I, I do want to say overall about this movie, which I think does way better than the other ones we've watched from this era, is the romance trope. It is not at all forced into this. I feel like the relationship between Alan and Sarah... It's great in this, isn't it? It feels very normal. We're two people who were oh, pushed see. apart. Do you not agree? No. Really? No, he. Well, it's a really strange mix of a relationship. Alan, I mean, I think because it's the whole effects of your parents thing, is not nice to people. He snaps at people a lot. He snaps at her a lot. Um, and then it's just it's, so it's a mix of him forcing her to sit down, <laughs> and then their hands touch. So it's romantic. Okay, yeah, this makes me that seem bad That was a strange now, scene. I take this back. Yeah. I do, no, I do think <laughs> when that there's... She tries to leave and he shouts at her and then as he hands her the dice, their hands touch and then suddenly it's a romantic scene. That... Yeah, but then after their hands touch, he, he pulls it away and the dice drop down. <laughs> Butterfingers. <laughs> I mean, even though two of my little trivia boys have been taken up during this great longer than the movie chat we've had, I've got two more. And those were suggested actors for roles in this movie, which I think are quite weird. Okay. Bruce Willis was considered for the role of Alan Parrish, Robin Williams' role. Actually might not have been that bad. I I can't imagine Bruce Willis interacting the, with uh, kids. The haircutting scene would have been a lot quicker. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, very good. <laughs> Just snips off a little bit of the front. Uh, um, You're like a completely different man now. One I think could have worked a bit better, uh, Brian Cranston. He could have oh, done wow. this. Not big I, enough I, at the time. See, I saw this, and I'm convinced he, he's been on there and edited IMDb himself. Because <laughs> Brian Cranston was not considered for a role that went to Robin Williams <laughs> in the 90s. I think he's been on there and written that on himself. <laughs> I am more famous than people think I am. Was this pre-Malcolm <laughs> in the Middle? My favourite one that... Uh, yeah. yeah, yeah, Malcolm in the Middle. Oh, God, well, yeah, then no, he would not have been <laughs> considered. But my favourite one that you didn't mention who's considered for the role, Arnold Schwarzenegger. Whoa. What? <laughs> this would be Actually, a very yeah, different movie. Mm, coming back... Oh, my God, Coming yeah. back from... Like, what... Why are you Austrian now? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, they would have had to recast the kid (laughs) as a little hench little Austrian boy. (laughs) Hench little Dexter's lab kid talking in a strange accent. Also, him going into the jungle would just have been Predator. Oh. (laughs) How much protein did you get in that jungle? He's eating nothing but lions. Yeah, there are no there are no lions in the jungle now. Why are there no lions in the jungle? The protein. <laughs> the stampede's running away from him. <laughs> um, 
I got one little bit of trivia that I wanted to throw in there. Um, or it's not really a bit of trivia. It's, it's just a question for you. So this, the book that this is based on was written by Chris Van Alsberg. Don't know how you pronounce his name, but that's how I'm pronouncing it. He also wrote the book for the Polar Express. Now, out of Jumanji and the Polar Express, which is more horrifying? Because I honestly can't decide. Okay, Polar Express because of the way it's made, but I just want to insert here before anyone else speaks. I would love to see Carl, Soul Man, but a live-action Soul Man in the CGI rendering of Polar Express, (laughs) completely freaking out the entire time of how weird everyone looks. But also not phased by it because he's just trying to do his job. I mean, nothing phases him. Yeah, he's the ticket collector during that. Get rid of Tom Hanks. He's just a normal man. But every time he turns around, one of those creepy little kids is there. It's like, oh, yeah. oh, fuck. And also the monkeys have got to be in it as well, blasting holes on the top of the train. <laughs> yeah, I'd love to see that. You just, you just reminded me of my favourite bit of trivia for this film from IMDb. And it was just because it says, well, it was when you mentioned the author's name, because it says, according to the author, the word Jumanji is Zulu for many effects, mm. which kind of implies no one checked. <laughs> 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 yeah, good point. But yeah, but the, the author said so. Look, I'm pretty sure Jumanji just means jungle, so everything I've said so far has been absolutely right. Okay, um, I'm going to check in, before we, before we close this out, I'm going to check in a couple of couple of bad, bad reviews, reviews that I found. This, this took some searching. Like, the reviews for this film are polarised between I love this because of my childhood and I hate this because of my childhood. It, you know, <laughs> traumatised me. 2,000 hours of therapy, all that shit. 2,000 hours of therapy between. Yeah. Um, but I found a couple here that I, uh, that I enjoyed and wanted to share. Uh, this one... So the first one written by Jashel V in uh, 2013. So quite a long time Can after the Can you repeat that name? No, I can't. Uh, she gave it one star. <laughs> you know first time. And she said, I'm going to you know, raise my voice for the bit she's put in all caps. Scariest movie I've ever seen. This is not a movie for kids. Isn't Jumanji a product of Disney? Well, my family bought the VHS tape years ago and we watched it. I was just at eight. What the fuck? This isn't funny or cute. It's a fucking scary horror movie. Huge ass spiders, man-eating tiger. Why is Robin Williams sinking into the floor? Like, why? Why? I'm an adult now, and I still won't touch that tape with a ten-foot pole. Uh, okay, I love the rhyme, the half-rhyme between spiders and tigers. I, I, that was great. <laughs> there were no tigers in this movie, just like there were no lions in the jungle. <laughs> yeah, true. Um... Yeah, I just really enjoyed that, clearly. <laughs> that was great, yeah. been emotionally traumatised also, by this, and I think I can... I enjoyed you taking on the role there. I just like that in the, what, year 2013? Yeah. Kept, kept the VHS. Won't touch <laughs> yeah. it, but still kept got it. it. Won't still touch got it. the VHS. <laughs> it's up in the loft. It keeps on drumming at me. <laughs> <laughs> okay, um, one more that I've got. Is this from Nikki in uh, 2011? Also gave it one star. <clears throat> Nikki says, I hate this movie. 
it kept me up after the movie was over because the beginning music kept on playing at a sleepover and it was loud as hell, <laughs> which I can only assume they finished the movie, left the DVD on and the, the title menu just had the music playing. Okay. And she hates it purely because Didn't of Nikki that. Nikki ever write your review again? I can actually relate to this. The first time I tried to watch Borat, I put the disc in my Xbox at a sleepover with all my friends but I'd lost the remote for the TV. I uh, know it wasn't the Xbox, it was a DVD player. I lost the remote for the DVD player somewhere. And the intro music for that played over and over and over again <laughs> until we found it. And that is a very difficult thing to get past. Okay, I did not both, watch Borat again until last year. It came out in 2008. <laughs> both you and Nikki need to learn and you to didn't switch hold the sleep TV over off. For that one. Oh yeah, I had everyone back round for the second watch <laughs> when I finally found the remote. <laughs> <laughs> Cheers for the invite, mate. But between then and now, that music was playing. <laughs> that closes everything out that I've got. Um, so I think Evan has a question for me. It is about that time, finally, that I ask you, so you think that was good, do you? Do I? Yeah, I do. Um, yeah, look, I mean... We've kind of mocked it a lot. We've bullied it a lot. But (laughs) really good. I was saying this. I think we were all saying this after watching it. Saying this is going to be difficult because, unironically, really enjoyed that movie. Excellent Um, movie. Yeah. Just really good. And I had a load of stuff down. I kept writing stuff down that were like little plot holes. Like, oh, why don't they just drop the dice on six and six but the movie got me every time yeah caught me i mean i will say why didn't they just chuck it in like a fire or smash it with an axe that they had i don't think they even tried that but you know you can you can you can nitpick too much but yeah sorry i uh, i do think that was good do i yeah i felt very much the same way when very early on one of the only things i'd really noted was in continuity alert, Alan's bike is in his room when he returns after the five of the eight is rolled, but it was stolen by the bullies the same day he was trapped in the board game. Uh, bullshit much? Did, did, did you choose not to mention that because the girl brought it back? Yeah. Did she? Sarah brought it back. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. Thank That's God. why she came over to oh, the house. I told you. This, this movie always gets you. It's airtight. It's, it's as watertight um, as the house The magic door. system totally makes sense. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, like, I, I love this movie as a kid and I love this movie now. I mean, I sat down, wrote a whole bit on like, the whole like, um, psychology side of it and like the effects of parents on their children. And then Sam bullied it out of me pretty early on in this <laughs> episode. And I didn't, we didn't cover it. <laughs> no, no, no. Shut up. This movie's about bullying. <laughs> oh, I'm really sorry, but you know it is, and I was just staying true to it. Oh, no, but to be fair, yeah, I've, I've been converted. Yeah, it's a movie about bullying and lying until you get your own way, and they succeed, and become all powerful, all knowledgeable creatures that you travel in time. Still, just end up living in their parents' house in the nineties. <laughs> it's about sorry. that time where I say Jumanji and bring this podcast to an end. From here on out, we'll be changing up the formula of what we do here, where we'll cover a series of movies based on the same tropes and themes or belonging to the same franchises. 
Join us again for the next episode, which will be at least as good as some of the stuff that might have been good so far. Goodbye. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Perfect. You'll have to cut the shit out of that at the end. But...